Father, we just praise you and we thank you. We give you glory. Worship team, y'all can be dismissed. Except for you. You gotta stay. Lord, we're here for you. We are here for you. We are here for you. Lord, we're here for you. You think about that. Why are you here tonight? If you, we're here for him. It's all about him. Lord, we're here for you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you the glory. Lord, we're here for you tonight. We're here for you. We're here for you. Thank you, Lord. Hundarana mostuni. Rene de calustu. Yo fenidiastu. You know, what would, it's sometimes good to examine our heart. It's like, what if the Lord just said, hey, I want you to sit there and I just want you to stay in this presence and just stay in the same spirit of worship for like next three hours, right? If he said that, oh man, whatever it is is going to be good. My brain doesn't understand it. My brain doesn't understand it. I don't get all of that, but there's got to be something good in it because he's asking. And you know what? Three hours based off of how many, how many hours in eternity did he save us from hell? That's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. Father, we just worship you. We're here for you tonight. We're at this Holy Spirit service. Started early so we can give you time. Give you ourselves. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. Lord, we thank you. And we worship you. Thank you, Lord. And we worship you. We thank you. And we worship you. We thank you. And we worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for helping our families. Thank you, Lord, for helping our children. Yeah, I just speak the strength of God be in our children in Jesus' name. Lord, let your wisdom overflow them. Whew, man, I sense that strong. Lord, we speak life to our children right now. Life to our children in Jesus' name. Overflow. Life be in our children. 
in the name of Jesus. Life be supernatural protection, supernatural grace, supernatural strength, Lord, supernatural mercy, supernatural wisdom, supernatural favor be in our children in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the Lord saying the same thing. Speaking life into his children. <laughs> Just receive that. You know, you would want your children, your children to say, yes, I receive everything my parents just prayed for me. Receive what your heavenly father's praying over you right now. Life to the overflow. Life in abundance. Protection, wisdom, anointing, mercy, grace, favor. Lord, we receive it now in Jesus' name. Ideas, changes, changes going up in Jesus' name. Increase. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory. Do you receive that? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good evening. Welcome to Holy Spirit service where everyone is always different. You know, uh, um, yeah, you can't, you, you don't just listen to what's being said. You know, the Lord, I believe he just spoke a word over his children, over us. And uh, you don't just say, oh yeah, that's good, I like that. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah, you know. Um, you don't just say that. You, you say, yes, Lord. Lord, I receive that. I take that now. I take it. I don't just I don't just, you know, golf clap it. I take it. I take it. Thank you, Lord. I, I make that mine now. I'll I'll stand on that word. Later this week, I'll say, Lord, I receive, I'm your child. I receive supernatural protection, supernatural wisdom, supernatural grace and favor and mercy. I receive it. Not just tonight, throughout the week. Amen? Throughout the week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who's already received something tonight? <laughs> Good. That means we did something a little, a little decent. Amen. The Holy Ghost is pouring out already. Didn't take long, did it? You know, Barrett said earlier, she said it was a peculiar step. A peculiar step to step out. What was interesting is right before she said that, before she started speaking, I heard the Lord say, an odd beauty. In other words, there's a beauty to his flow, but it's odd to our fleshly mind at times. But there's something beautiful about it. I mean, you think about it. If you didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost, and you walked in on that, you'd be like, this is odd. But it's kind of pretty. An odd beauty and then all of a sudden, she says, we took some peculiar steps. <laughs> I was like, that's right on. That's exactly what the Lord was saying. 
It, it, it's foolishness to a natural brain, but it's not foolishness to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Welcome to Holy Spirit service. And uh, Buddy's going to do the offering, so come on up. Amen. It's going to be a good night. If you'll turn uh, with me to Proverbs chapter 3. What happens when you sow? What was that? What happens when you sow? You reap. What happens when you sow? You reap. That's how it works. So what are we about to do? We're about to sow, and when we sow, what will happen? We will reap. Good job, guys. If, you'll, if you haven't gotten an envelope, um, raise your hand, and our ushers will get an envelope to you. So what happens when you sow? You reap. So what are we doing tonight? We're reaping. We're going to reap something tonight. We're reaping tonight. You don't sound like a people who are getting ready to reap. We're getting ready to reap tonight. Amen? Proverbs 3, starting at verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not, or do not lean, on your own understanding. In all your ways, in all that you do, acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight. So, when the Lord says something like, Hey, I want you to quit your job, move eight hours away, and sow those 40 hours a week into a church that you've never been to before. What would you do? You would go, right? You would sow that, right? Now, here, here's the thing. When the Lord told me to do that, that was a fun time. Because I didn't know exactly what was happening. All I know was that the Lord said, go. All I know is that there were people telling me no. <laughs> I, know, I know that there was my flesh telling me, this makes no sense. You know what you should do? At least take unemployment. But the Holy Spirit said no. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. See, I, like, it's crazy because I even had, you know, family members and people come up to me. Because if you don't know my story, I was, a, I was a working at a church up in Pittsburgh up until 2019. The Lord told me to step down. I didn't even know Albemarle even existed at that point, like most of the world. And, huh? For now, yeah. For, ah, that's good, for now. And then the Lord just said, I want you to step down. I want you to quit. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen next, but trust me. So I, I trusted him. And when, when I stepped down, then this was January of last year, January 1st of last year, I was like, okay, Lord, what do I do? And he was just telling me to sow. All right, so I don't have a job at this point. What, what do you want me to sow? And, and, you know, people would give, like, there, there were times, man, and it was a blessing. There, I remember one time in particular, someone, someone at our previous church was like, thank you for your time, here's $2,000. I'm like, oh, praise God, and then God said, sow it. <laughs> but I, I need that. Well, here's the thing. What happens when you sow? You reap. When you sow, you reap. So when we're getting ready to take up an offering... 
what's getting ready to happen is I'm getting ready to, to partner my finances. I said finances, weird. I'm getting ready to partner my finances with the kingdom of God. And when I partner my finances with the kingdom of God, what happens to my finances? They're blessed. They're blessed. They're eternally blessed. There's nothing that can stop that blessing. And there's nothing that can stop that reaping because the Bible says if I'm a tither, God Himself personally rebukes the devourer for my sake. So my harvest is sure. Because He goes on to say this in verse 9. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first fruit of your produce or your increase is what that word means. So when I honor the Lord with my wealth, when I'm trusting Him with all my heart, see, notice it doesn't say in this passage, it doesn't say uh, in the first fruit of your increase, if you have increase. It doesn't say that. Why? Because the increase is guaranteed. When I honor God with what I have, when I honor Him with my time, my increase is guaranteed. Is it your year of increase? Yeah. Is it your year of increase? Yeah. Come on, just say it. It's my year of increase. Year of increase. And, and we had a word this morning. This week is going to be a week of increase. Yeah. It's going to be one of the best weeks. No, the, the best week yeah. of the year. That's what the word was. Not one of, the best week. How many of you received that? Yeah. So I'm going to trust Him. Even in this moment right now, do not lean on your understanding. Do not lean on, well, we got some bills coming up. You know what? Let me pull out my, uh, my uh, banking app and see how much I have. No. Lord, what do you want me to sow? I'm not going to lean on my understanding anymore. Because, oh, I guess to, to you know, share what the Lord did, when I spent a whole year with no salary, not taking unemployment, and even, even Serena, you know, she obviously because she moved with me, so she had to quit her job. So, you know, we, we come down. I remember we came down, and I think we were only here for about three or four weeks before t the Texarkana trip when we went to Brother Tracy's. And we're at Brother Tracy's. At this point, neither of us have a job. Neither of us are on un unemployment because the Lord specifically told us not to. And so, so that literally means that there's no income for us to expect. And then we're sitting there in the service, and the Lord said, Everything you have left, I want you to sow it. Empty your bank account and sow it. All right, my flesh was like, are you sure? <laughs> just want to just be clear that this isn't me, you know, thinking, oh, this would be a good idea. Because if, if, if it was my brain coming up with it, uh, it would not work out. Because my brain has come up with a lot of things, and I tried them, and they didn't work out. But I was like, Lord, are you sure? And then all of a sudden, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever felt this taking an offering before or since, but all of a sudden, joy filled my spirit. Like, I knew, oh, man, this is it. This is what the Lord wants me to do. Also, we're, what, 16 hours from home? Something like that? So we have to get home. <laughs> but, we, but we were obedient. We trusted the Lord with all our heart. See, what does trust the Lord with all your heart look like? I'm not going to set up a contingency plan because I know He's going to work it out. Like, I'm not going to have a backup of my backup just in case it doesn't work out. Like, if my job fails or if my boss fires me, at least I'm going to have some kind of a... No, I'm not planning for failure. If my, if, if my boss fires me, which, you know, I'm, I'm not believing for that. <laughs> but, 
like just speaking hypothetically, like, like if I lose my job today, is my God still faithful to me? All the time, why? Because I trust Him. He's never failed. I've failed Him, but He's never failed me. The Bible says, the Bible even tells us that even if we failed Him, He'll never fail us. Even, even if, if we are not faithful, He is always going to be faithful to us. So I'm going to trust my God today. And Lord, what do you have for me to sow? What do you want me to sow? I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to trust you. I will say this. I have no idea how we got home. I don't remember that part. All I remember is, well, obviously we're here. The Lord provided for us to come back. We never missed a bill that whole year. We never missed anything. We were never in lack. The Lord actually increased us. Gave us better stuff. Like, I remember there was one day in particular, like Serena really wanted to get a, a new purse. And that morning, you know, she woke up and she was like, all right, she was, at, at this point, she was working, um, she was working at, at, a, uh, at West Stanley Christian Ministries. And she was like, you know what, I can pick up a, a, a pretty cheap purse there. And she, she thought that. And all of a sudden she stopped. She's like, no, no, I'm going to have a nice purse. I'm, she, what did she do? She didn't even set up any contingency. She, what she had was, like, in her mind was, I, I, I'll, I'll just buy a pretty cheap purse, you know, at the, at the ministry. And then, and then it struck her, no, I'm a child of God. I'm going to have a nice purse. And she stood on that and threw aside the old thought. And then before the night was over, someone sewed and someone gave, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the fancy word? What was it? M Michael Kors. Uh, was, it's a designer purse, right? A nice purse. Over $100, I don't know. Yeah, Michael Kors, it's fancy. It's, it's a fancy name, I guess. And, and before the night was over, the Lord gave her exactly what she was believing for. Why? Because she trusted in Him. I'm not going to set up a contingency plan. My God's got me. And so, as the Lord is leading you to sow, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lord was telling you to do something that stretched your flesh a little bit. It wouldn't surprise me if the Lord gave us this word. But this is what He's saying. Trust me with all your heart. All of it. Don't trust your, your job. Don't trust any of that stuff. I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding because my own understanding is flawed compared to His. He sees the blessing that's coming around the corner. He sees it. And, and He's ready to pour it out. And so I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to honor Him with my finances and the first fruit of all my increase, which is guaranteed. And what does it say? And then your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Who, who's living in the overflow? Yeah. Come on, I'm living in the overflow tonight. So if you'll lift uh, your envelopes with me and stand on your feet, we're going to bless this offering. And, and I'm going to ask this one more time. What happens when you sow? Reap. You reap. Who's reaping tonight? Reap. Amen. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that you... Your word works. Whatever a man sows, that he shall reap. Yeah. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, we declare that what we sow tonight 
we shall reap. We shall reap. God, I thank you, Lord, that seed time and harvest will not cease on this earth. And right now, as we sow in faith and sow in obedience, Father, I thank you, Lord, that even if our flesh might be screaming at this moment by what you're telling us to sow, I thank you, Lord, that your word declares those who sow with tears will reap with joyful shouting. And we declare right now, joyful shouting is going to be our portion. Joyful shouting as we reap the harvest is going to be our story and our testimony. I thank you, Lord, that there will not be testimonies of lack anymore in this place, but our testimony will be a testimony of supernatural abundance. We flow in supernatural abundance for every good work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can come and sow your seed. If you want, if you want to give online, you can go to givebc.org. You can give all those different ways. I really sense it. Now, I want you to hear this, even as you're giving this. I really sense God's wanting some people to break through in their finances. It's part of the reason why the message this morning leaned that way. You can hear it right there. There's an anointing to break those finances open, to break them open. And the question is, do we sit there and do we go amen or do we receive that? So, Lord, by faith, we receive it now. Just, just take it. Grab it as I pray over it and bless it. Make it yours. Lord, by faith, we believe we have received the blessing, the favor on our finances for abundance to do every good work. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy supernatural overflow, supernatural favor, supernatural uh, exponential growth into the harvest, and supernatural timing. Let it be quick in Jesus' name. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated. Turn to... uh, Matthew 11. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. You can tell who's at Impact University. (laughs) Glory to God. I just had them sing that song in case you couldn't find Matthew. (laughs) Just to help you out. (laughs) Matthew chapter 11. Turn uh, to the end of Matthew chapter 11. And I want you to see uh, this, this is so good. The word is so good. Matthew chapter 11. Look look at verse 25. 
At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent, and you have revealed them to infants. I'm glad he didn't say fools. But sometimes I felt like that. I was like, how did you get me here? You know, I know I was not smart about some things, but it wasn't that nice. He revealed them to infants. He revealed them to infants. I've been that infant and uh, lower, I believe, at times. But what's, what's interesting is that the Lord will, the Lord has mercy on us. And when we're prideful and we think we know something, it's like the worst thing ever. You know, it's, it's one of the worst places. Our heart gets hard. God tries to talk to us. We don't hear him. You know, think about that. God of the universe is trying to talk to you, and we don't hear him because we think we know something. Right? <laughs> like, how many, don't raise your hand, but just think about it. How many people have been there, you know? Like, me, you know? I, I, I've been there. And, uh, but he says, look, when you become like a child, when you just say, Lord, you know, think about a baby. A baby can't even feed itself. All it can do is cry. That's it. All it can do is cry. Sometimes that's all it feels like they do, is cry and wake us up in the middle of the night. No, amen means so be it. You don't want that to have you. <laughs> Say, that's right, preacher. That's, that's how you fix that. That's right, preacher. You know, so be it. We don't want to prophesy into the future, all crying babies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned that long ago. A preacher would be like, y'all know the devil is hard, and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And then people would be like, amen. No, not amen. I don't, so be, amen means so be it. I don't want that to so be, you know. I want other things to be, not that. So I stopped amen, and that's why you'll hear me say, that's right. That's what you're speaking is the truth. You're speaking, you're speaking facts. All right, and uh, truth, true, true. And uh, one of the things that you'll see is when we'll just come to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, without you, I wouldn't have anything. And what I think I know, I probably don't know. Without you, I for sure don't know. And these, you, you get that kind of in your heart, and you're, you're positioned to be the infant God can reveal stuff to. And then you won't be the infant for very long because there's revealing, but you stay in that position. Lord, just show me. Just whatever it is. I might be wrong. I might have lived my whole life wrong. But Lord, I want what you got. I don't want what I got. What I got ain't been working. I want what you got. Anybody with me? You can amen that one. Amen. All right. Now, he says, and Jesus is praising God for this. He's like, all these people think they got it figured out. They've hardened their hearts to you. He said, I praise you. You've hidden them from the wise. You've revealed them to people that will humbly say, Lord, without you, I can't even feed myself. Lord, without you, I can't even feed myself. 26, yes, Father, for this way, this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Say, how many things? How many? Jesus is talking here. Now, this is not just, I didn't write this. I'm just reading it. Who wrote this? The Holy Ghost wrote it. Who spoke it through? Who spoke it by the Holy Ghost? Jesus did. He said, all things 
have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son wills to reveal him. The Lord has a heart to reveal himself to you. Do we have a heart to find him? Do we have a heart to find him? And then he says these great verses that you probably heard multiple times in your life. In verse 28, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's a promise. You come to him, come to him, he says, I will. I will. I will. Now, I want you to see something. So if God is not doing his will in our lives, it's generally a reflection we haven't come to him. Because he says, he makes us a promise. If you'll come to me, I will. I will. And what will be the will? It will be his rest. His rest. Now, I, I want to I show you something. Um, uh, let me have uh, Mark, will you come up here? And I'm trying to think how to do this without being silly. Um, just stand right there. And um, just I want you to act like you're just sawing a board. Okay? Sawing a board. All right, now. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can pause for a minute. But in a minute, I'm going to have you do something, okay? All right, now. Now, here's the thing. So Jesus, as a carpenter, and, but not just as a carpenter, as a savior, has a way to do things. Now, what he says right here is, come to me, and I will give you rest. So, now, what would you think? All right, Chris, stand up real quick. Now, let's say that, that Chris has had it. What, what's the Bible say? He, he says, all who are weary and heavy laden. So let's say Chris has had weary and heavy laden going on in his life, right? Now Jesus is here being Jesus. There you go. Yeah. He's over there. Keep on being Jesus. Don't, don't stop being Jesus. Yeah. That looks, that looks kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, are you on an electric, electric saw or are you on you know, one of the old-timey old ones? Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, now, that's what I was wondering. Okay, so he, he's, he's over here being Jesus. Now, he's not going to stop being Jesus. So don't stop, just keep on for a few minutes, for, well, for a, few, for a little bit. All right. He's over here being Jesus. Chris is weary and heavy laden. He needs relief from being weary and heavy laden, all right? Now, what do you think about it when this verse says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, think about this. Jesus being Jesus. <laughs> Jesus don't get tired. I was trying not to make this silly, but somehow we're there. And what would you think about Chris, who's weary and heavy laden, 
And, and he, sitting in church on, on Sunday morning, he's like, oh God, I got to get this weariness off me. I got to get this heaviness off of me. And all he did was sit there and he just, Jesus, oh Jesus, help me. You got to just like, you're, you're pitying yourself. You know? Oh! It's been so bad. It's, it's been, I've been so weary. What would you, what'd you say? I've been weary. Yeah. It's been so heavy. It's been so heavy. Yeah. I mean, like Jesus don't know. Like Jesus doesn't know that stuff, right? Yeah. And Jesus is over there. Now look, this is an ongoing promise. This is an ongoing promise. So Jesus is like, yeah, uh, come here, dude. Come here. Yeah. And he's like, and every now and then he'll glance at Jesus, he'll read the scripture, and Jesus will say, come to me. And then what do you think about if, if over here on Sunday morning, he just keeps going. Oh, it's so horrible. It's, I'm so weary. It's so terrible. And Jesus is saying, but you ain't going. I'm so weary. I'm so tired. Ooh, oh, despair. Oh, Boom, despair. despair. <laughs> Agony on me. Yeah. And what's Jesus saying? Now, I want you to see something. All right, so finally you figure out to go to him. Praise God. All right. But now, stand beside him. Jesus, keep being Jesus. Now, the next verse, the next verse, verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He says, take my yoke upon you. So what do you think about it when somebody comes over and like they come to Jesus, finally they're approaching Jesus, but do you realize there's no promise as long as they don't come to Him? There's no promise. You can shout and scream and yell, and as silly as it was to us, the devil be laughing at you too. Because it ain't going to work. God's already told you how it's going to work. He's showing you how to work. With diligence, Mark, with diligence. He's showing you how to work. <laughs> but see, now we're just like, oh, I just come over here and I'll just, I'll just get in the presence of Jesus. Now, all right, so now in reality on Sunday morning, we're back in church and we're not pitying ourselves anymore. So we've come to the Lord, but we're like, Go ahead, worshiping now. I'm just in His presence. I'm just in His presence. I'm just in His presence. But, but here's, so He's close to Him. Okay, bring that over here. So that's what it looks like in Sunday morning. But bring it over here and just, just worship. Yeah, just worship. Oh yeah, I'm in His presence. I'm in it. But what's He not doing? He's not doing 
the work that Jesus is doing in Jesus' way, he's just kind of, he, what he's waiting on Jesus to do is for Jesus to wake up. Oh, I didn't see you standing there. Well, glory to God. <gasps> and then Jesus is going back to work. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> Do you feel the anointing? <laughs> what does he need to do? What does he need to do? <laughs> he needs to take he needs to take the yoke of Jesus. What does that mean? That means God's way. Not his way. See, he'd been taught, this is what I need to do. This, and you do need to worship. But there's more than that. You got to live life Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like Jesus. Like now, now, see there? Now, now, now we're getting somewhere. Now, here's what we don't understand. Here's what we, we don't get is that when we do that, man, that's one devil of a log. <laughs> Praise God, it's not a real one. <laughs> what we don't see is like, if you look at that, like, you can say, man, what Jesus is doing, it looks too hard. He's super strong. I'm not. Well, yeah. Oh, duh. But see, when we line up, Jesus has already made us this promise. You do this the way that I'm doing this, I will make it easy and light, and my yoke is not a burden. I am gentle. I am humble. And He's already got it pre-worked out for the Holy Spirit to come in, help support you, and man, put some anointing in the working of those ways. He got it put... You got the anointing. You're not even carrying the load. You're just following the lead. You're just following the lead. You're just following the lead. You're just following. Glory to God. Amen. Good job, Jesus. All right. Anybody got an ice pack for their arm? So see, we, if you don't come to Jesus, you're never going to be an easy and light. And if you don't yield yourself to his ways and his yoke, you're not going to be an easy and light. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You can beg and plead and gloom, despair, and agony on me and get in pity all you want to. That don't do nothing. He said, you think your prayer is going to be heard by your much praying? No, that's not the way it works. It works by doing what the word says. Jesus is that word. It works by going after him. That's how it works. The end result is we are doing supernatural things. We're doing supernatural things empowered by the Holy Ghost, not empowered by ourselves. And to other people, it looks supernatural. Walking on water, raising the dead, healing the sick, right? All of those things look supernatural. Uh, come here, Chris. Turn around. I'll show them where your arm was this morning. 
how high you could get. It wasn't that high when you began, but that's fine. Now show them where it's at. Amen. Doing the supernatural, doing the supernatural. And it looks like you're doing all of it, but the Lord is empowering you as you come to Him and take His yoke on you. Do it His way. His way. We say, we learn from Him. Lord, how do you do this? What do you do here? What? Uh, oh, Lord, how do you handle this? Oh, I see right here, this is how you handled this. You know, for, for me as a pastor, uh, one of the greatest things that I ever learned as a pastor is to serve the sheep and not the goats. I found out that the sheep pretty much were quiet, but the goats yelled at you all the time and wanted everything and took up all your time and were really loud and whiny. And I served all of them because I thought I was supposed to serve everybody, but I realized some are submitted and some ain't. Some are submitted and some aren't. And the ones that were sheep, were the ones that I was supposed to serve. And generally they were quiet and they would sit back and they would be okay. But they would do the things that I asked them to do as a pastor. They would do those things. But then the the goats would just complain all the time. They'd always have problems and they never change what I told them to change. And then they'd want me to fix it. Oh, like I got a magical wand. Oh, well, excuse me. I didn't know you were having that problem. Ding. You know, that's not the way it works. I don't care how loud you yell. It doesn't matter. What matters is, do we go to, G- to Jesus? Do we do it His way? Are you waiting on me? Come, come, come. So, we have to say, Lord... What do you want us to do? So I was sitting there and I was, sitting, I was you know, pastoring and I was having just like, man, we were serving everybody. If they called, we were serving them. And then the Lord said, somebody called one day. He said, don't call them back. And I was like, oh, no, God, I got to call them back. Oh, I got to call them back. I got to call them back. I, I just, I would be such an awful pastor if I didn't call them back. And the Lord was like, And you know, when God gets quiet on you, that ain't good. I said, okay. I was like, I'm missing something. So I said, Lord, what's your way here? What's your way? What's your way? And he he said, he took me to John 21. And he showed me, you don't have to go there. I'm I'm just going to tell you about it. He took me to John 21. You know, when he was telling Peter, do you love me? And he said, feed my sheep. He basically says, feed my sheep three times, but in the original language, that's not exactly the way it reads. Here's what it says basically in the original language. Feed my baby lambs. Feed my grown sheep. Oversee or pastor my grown sheep. So what he was showing me was this. See, this is Jesus' way. I'm learning that until you grow up to the point where you esteem the oversight of a pastor, I just feed you. And you can ask me for wisdom and guidance all day long, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm supposed to give it to you. Because if you won't receive, what I'm, if you're not mature enough to receive it and you're just going to take it and throw it away, 
then I'm wasting effort that I could be giving to somebody who wants it. So the issue is we need to take the responsibility to grow up. And as a pastor, I need to take the responsibility to say no. No. Oh, pastor, I just need you. I need you right now. It's an emergency. You know how many emergencies I've received because the cat was out of food or something? That ain't an emergency. That ain't an emergency. That is a baby sheep that ain't ate enough yet. That thinks everything's an emergency. And I don't have oversight yet in their life. They, I need to keep feeding them. And if they'll eat, they'll grow. But if they won't eat on the things of God, they'll keep being baby. And that means they're rejecting a pastoral anointing in their life until they start deciding to grow up. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> until they decide to grow up and receive the food then they're rejecting an anointing of a shepherd in their life. So the thing is, just as we come to Jesus and do it his way, there's help, there's easy, there's light. And man, all of a sudden, I stopped taking all the people that weren't making any changes. You can ask Nicole. She'll just shake her head if I'm telling the truth. There'd be people, they'd call almost every day. Now, and, and some of those are good. Like, I'm, I'm not afraid of you calling every day. I want you actually to communicate and ask more and more often. The issue is they would call, ask for something, but never change. They would never change. Romans chapter 8 and verse 13 says this. Basically, it shows in context you're doing good if you're in the process of putting to death the deeds of the flesh. Romans 8, 13. I believe that's right. You're in the process of putting to death the deeds of the flesh. So if I'm just sitting there in the deeds of the flesh and I don't care and I don't want to change and everything, I'm not coming to Jesus and I'm definitely not doing things His way. Who's out of order? Well, pastor, how come you're not helping me? And how, not, how come you're not calling me back? I'm not calling you back because you're not changing. You're not wanting Jesus. You're wanting a lottery ticket. It doesn't work that way. That doesn't work. And he's actually commanded me in his way not to do that. Not to do that. And so as a pastor, I'm breaking his word to help you in that situation because you don't want to do it God's way. I'm, I'm go now going and being disobedient. I'm not going to be disobedient for your disobedience. So that's where we have to take the responsibility. I have to be okay saying no. Saying no. Not too long ago, I had a situation. Somebody asked me for something. I said no. No. Well, why wouldn't you do that? You're a church. You're supposed to help. Not every time. No, Holy Ghost said no. Said no, don't do that. Why? They, they were approaching the wrong way. They're not doing it God's way. They're doing it the world's way. And I can't, I can't uh, be, what, what's it called, an enabler to an ungodly way. And if I did that, I'd just be enabling that. So the better question is, if I say no, that you say, I wonder how come that is. What, what's that? Or if I ever, y'all have heard, it, heard them say it sometimes, if, if you see 
You see, hey, pastor, I was going to do this, and uh, I'm going to go do this. And I go, oh, okay. Like you know, that ain't no good. You, you want to know why I answered that way. I promise you, you want to know why. Whoa, as soon, that ought to be a red flag. Woo, flag on the play, time out. Why'd you say that? What you mean? Why did you just tell me okay? Well, you just told me what you were going to do. You didn't ask. You just told me. I'm just telling you okay. What you go do, do quickly. That hurt. I felt it. Did you feel that? I just sipped my tea. Amen. (laughs) It's only funny when you've done that and repented. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. When you realize that and you're like, ooh, I've done that. <laughs> I don't want to do that no more. Right? That's, that's it. If, if you hadn't figured that out yet, you're like, what's he talking about? Or, I don't know if I like that. That seemed, that seemed raw and rude. <laughs> but see, I can't enable an ungodly path. That's not God. That's not God. And Jesus, he said, he said, and they didn't have revelation of it. But you go into John 6, and he's like, you have to eat, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they were like, this is a hard saying. Like, I don't understand that. Well, that joy breaks out of that church. I don't understand that joy. Well, well, they just have people falling on the floor. Well, I just don't understand that. See, the issue is not whether you understand or not. It's going to be foolish until you get revelation of it. Those things are spiritually discerned, not logically and mentally discerned. So you're not going to understand it until you get revelation by the Spirit on those things. So, of course, you're going to see an odd but beautiful thing. Of course you're going to see something that is odd to your flesh, yet there's a beauty of God in the middle of it because it's foolishness to the flesh, but it is beautiful in the eyes of God. There's an odd beauty to the things of God. And see, until we get hungry enough, Lord, I'm I'm too hungry to walk away. Lord, I'm too hungry for you. i got to go after you. i got to go after you. We have had, uh, at least in, in cumulative number, we've had people healed every week this year. Like, we had, you were healed this morning. We had three people healed last week. I mean, like, they're just happening all the time, all the time, all the time. And yet, somebody will go, well, I just don't understand that tongues. And they'll jet and never come back. I'm like, me, I'm like, i got to find out more about this. they weird up there, but it's working. Like, why? Why? You know, one time I saw somebody, they were completely messing up in God. But then they got a prayer answered. Same prayer I was praying that wasn't answered yet. I'm praying the same prayer, trying to do everything right. They're praying the same prayer, ain't doing everything right. In my eyes, in my eyes, they got their prayer answered. I'm like, now hold hold up, God. Wait a minute. Children's church. 
See, all these uppity-up adults don't know that song unless they served in children's church. Jesus, jump. Look it up. All right, so, see, all the adults are like, what? That's not funny, huh? We have to put it on and put it on in here and see how many adults get unadultified. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> what, but I was like, I saw somebody get, I saw somebody get the very prayer that I was asking for. And it looked like they were doing wrong. I didn't get mad at that. I got curious because I'm hungry. I, got, I said, oh, I need to humble myself. There's something going on I don't understand. I need fruit in my life. I'm not seeing fruit in my life. Why is that? And what was I doing in that moment? Instead of staying over here in pity, complaining about it, I came to Jesus. Jesus, I need you to show me what to do. What am I missing? Like, I, I thought I was sawing right. I thought I was doing it right. Show me how to do that. He says, learn from me. And he showed me that they were in reception of a mercy, of a level of mercy I was unaware of. See, humility and hunger will show us these things. This is one of the things, this is, this is just the basis of the message. Do not fear, only believe. It's just the beginning of the message. Now watch this. This is where God wants us to be. Easy and light, operating like Jesus operates. Can you imagine? Think about how Jesus was going through the world. Think about it. Think about if Jesus was in the world today and he came through Albemarle. What would that look like? What would he have done? What, what would he have done? How would he have acted? You think anybody get healed? You think anybody feel the power of God? You think anybody knees would shake? Yeah? Yeah, because he's carrying something bigger than this earth. Did you know he went to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could come on you and me? so that we all could walk like him through this earth? Every single one of us? Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Not just the pastors. Everyone. 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 Even if this is your third service, third Sunday. Everyone. Everyone. Every believer has the ability. He says, as I am, so are we. The, the word says, as he is, so are we in this world. So it's like Jesus saying, as I am, so I want you to be in this world. I want you to walk like this. I want you to have that power, that anointing. I want you to walk like that. But you've got to go to him and see, how is he doing that? How is he doing You've got to be hungry enough to get up and go. When, right before we started the church 13 years ago, the Lord had me uh, praying and fasting ahead of time on, in that week period of time. I just, I, the Lord gave me instruction to read through all the Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And one of the things I noticed was that Jesus, for the most part, for the most part, Jesus didn't do anything to anybody except the ones that came to him. Only the people that came to him 
were the ones who got... The only, there's only a couple of examples where they didn't come to Jesus, but Jesus went to them. But when He went to them, He asked them a question where they had to approach Him. Even then, they had to come to Him in their heart. Nobody that, nobody that stayed where they were got anything. Everybody, everybody that came to Him to learn of Him got something. If, and it works the same way today. That's godliness. This is where God wants to be. How many people want easy and light in your life? How many people want the supernatural in your life? How many people just want this thing to work? And you believe that it can, and you're going after it. Yeah? All right. Back up. This is a passage. But what I want you to do is back up to verse 11. Or verse 10. Now Jesus here is talking about John the Baptist. Before he gets to this answer, he's saying this is ultimately where I want you to get to. But I want you to see what he says about John the Baptist. Now, of course, we know, uh, we know this. Let me show you. Uh, verse 12. Put verse 12. Put John, uh, Matthew eleven twelve. Put that up in the King James, please. Matthew eleven twelve in the King James. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. And we've heard that, and we've utilized that. Many preachers have utilized that, that if you want something, you've got to go get it and take it by force. Okay? Now, that's true. The only issue is, if you start trying to take something by force that's not in the ways of Jesus... You're messing up. So the key to when you go and take something is you got to do it Jesus' way. And when you do it Jesus' way, it'll be easy and light, and he'll give you rest, and he'll take that weariness and that heaviness from you. So if you don't have the fruit of easy and light, and you don't have the fruit of the weariness and the heaviness being taken from you, you've still been like under pressure, that means there's something that you've either not come to Jesus or you've not, you're not doing it His way. That continued heaviness is not God. That continued weariness, it's not God. God said it. Look, I've made a way for you. I've prepared a path for you. I'm going to make it easy and light. Easy in life. But we have to come to him and we have to do it his way. Now, here's, here's what he's saying. That's the end of where he was getting to. I'm setting up a way that it'll be easy in life. He says, this verse here is, let me show you how people have been doing it. It's not how I want you to do it. It's how people have been doing it. They think They've got to go take it by force. They've got to just be very forceful in what they're doing. They've got to go after and just make it happen on their own. Now, we don't do anything on our own. We do it by Christ. We do it by the Holy Ghost. We do it by faith. By faith. I want you to see this. Now, reading in verse 10, look at what he says about John. John the Baptist. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, 
I send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Who's talking here? And he just said, nobody born of women was greater than John the Baptist. Now that's a statement. You've got King David. You've got Abraham. Man, this is a high compliment. Look at his very next statement. He says, none is greater than John the Baptist yet. Yet, the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. How many people do I have are citizens of the kingdom of heaven? That you know Jesus and you're in his family. Up until this point, there had not been anybody born that was greater than John the Baptist. And he said, if you're in the kingdom of heaven, if you're born into his family, he said, you are greater than he. What do you have and why do you have it? Who are you made to be? He said, in other words, what he's saying, now the next statement is, until this time that he just made a defining term. See, right now he said, all of this, John is awesome. But anybody in the kingdom is going to be better than him. So he's saying, we're on the timeline, we've reached a marker, and anybody in the kingdom of God is going to be better than the one who was in the kingdom of force, of strength. Why? Because moving from this point, when you move into faith, And faith without works is dead. Faith that doesn't just say, God, fix me, fix me, fix me. No, faith that says, Lord, I praise you and I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to come to Jesus and Lord, by faith, by faith, I'm going to do it your way. And you're going to strengthen me and you're going to help me and you're going to make it easy and you're going to make it light. By faith, I grab a hold of it. I'm coming to you. I won't stop doing this thing your way, Jesus. This is a faithful action. He says, you just do it my way and it'll be easy and light. Easy and light. So the end goal was not for people to stress out to try and go after God. But to just simply say, I see where Jesus is. Lord, I come to you and I do it your way. And by faith, I'll walk this out. And when you do that, all of a sudden we step into the supernatural and what was hard becomes easy. What was heavy becomes light. And and I've said, if it's not easy and light, it's a symptom. Something is off. Something's not connecting. It's a symptom. We either are not coming to Jesus or we're not doing it his way. Because if we'll come to Jesus and we'll do it his way, it's easy and light. I want you to see this now. Watch this. Now turn to Luke chapter 3. Who is it that makes it easy in light? 
Who is it? How many people I've prayed for you? Just raise your hand. How many people I've prayed for you and you felt the power of God? You were healed. You felt the anointing. The power of God flowed through my hand. All right, that's almost everybody. I, I don't think I saw one without. Okay, uh, here's what I want you to see. Is it me that did that? No, it came through me. But, but whose hand is operating through my hand? It's Jesus. It's Christ. It's Him. It's Him. See, when we come to church, we're not coming to worship a man. We're not coming to hear a good preacher. We're coming to come to Jesus. It's part of our action of saying, Lord, I come to you. Why? Why? So I can worship a good preacher? So that I can, you know, tweet their stuff and, and repost their stuff? No, 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 no. I'm coming for Jesus. You're coming to hear Jesus. You're coming to hear Jesus. That's it. John the Baptist said it best when he said this. He must increase. I must decrease. In other words, if a good preacher is doing his job right, you stop looking at him now, and you start looking at Jesus. I want you to see something. Here, here's what I want you to see. Brother Tracy, how many, how many of y'all know I love Brother Tracy? I mean, you're, you're aware of that? Have you called on? Yeah, okay, good. I love Brother Tracy. He's like a spiritual dad to me. The man's anointed. The man's got revelation. He has helped us. He's spoken words, and I just felt stuff break off, you know, just felt bondages, just rip right off and move into other things, and praise God. But I want you to understand, it's not Brother Tracy that's doing that. And, and he's not offended for me to say that. It's Jesus in the man. And he understands, he, he understands this. I'm going to honor Brother Tracy because that's me doing it Jesus' way. Remember, Jesus said, if you honor a prophet, right, you will receive a prophet's reward, right? In other words, Jesus said, you are to honor those who are above you. You are to make it easy on those who have charge over your life. Then it will go well with you. It is right for me to honor Brother Tracy. But it is not Brother Tracy by himself that's bringing the blessing in our lives. It's Jesus through him as he does those things right. You see, when we're standing up here worshiping a while ago and everybody's standing here and you got people on the left and to the right, you're not coming to, to, to just worship together. You're not coming for a social club. We're here for Jesus. Yeah, here, let hear it again. We're here for Jesus. We're here for Jesus because it's Jesus that's the supernatural person. Jesus is the originator, the author, and the finisher of our faith. Jesus is that answer. He's the supernatural one. He's the mighty one. He's the magnificent son of God, king of kings, and Lord of lords. It's Jesus. It's not me. If it happened through me, glory to God. But it weren't me. I just happened to be 
the conduit. And I can be a better conduit or a worse conduit. I can be a better covering or a worse one based off of what I do. What all that is, is I can either line up with Jesus myself or not line up with Him. But the more I line up with Him, the more the, the power of God flows. But we're not here to see a man. He said right before those verses in Matthew 11, what did you go out to see? What did you go out to see? A man? No. A good man of God understands he must increase and I must decrease. See, if you leave here going, oh man, that was a great message. Pastor Brian really preached well. Man, he had an anointing. That may be true. But that means you've, you've seen the wrong thing. Man, look how good God was today. Look how good God was today. Look at what he's done. Look how he's changed my life. Look how he's changed my family. Look at how he's pouring out his power in my kids and blessing my kids and blessing our marriage. And he's turning our finances around and he's helping us. Oh, look, Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the supernatural one. He's the anointed one of God. He's the Messiah. Look here, Luke chapter 3, verse 4. As is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord. Make ready the way, you can say, of the anointed one. There's an anointed one of God coming. Get ready to receive them. Get ready to receive them. Get ready to receive them. I'm telling you right now, at the, even as this service is progressing, there's an anointed one coming into this room, operating in you, maybe through me, maybe through the communion that we take. But there's an anointed one. Are you making your heart ready to receive them right now to start solving all of the things you need solving? Are you ready for the answer of God to come in? Are you ready for the Messiah, for the, for the anointed one of God to come into your life, take you to another place, the solution of God, that King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus. Make his path straight. What is he saying? He's saying, get the path of your life where it's easy to connect with them. Verse 7, so he began saying to the crowds who were going out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers. Oh, that's, some, that's good stuff there. Who warned you to flee the wrath to come? In other words, you should have just stayed home. Oh, that's good preaching. What do you think? How do you think that would go over in the American church? And by the time 10 o'clock rolls around, I'm standing up here, and everyone that comes through the door, I'm ready for them. You brood of vipers! Who warned you to get your tail in here? Seeker sensitive, you know. Enjoying the coffee. Have another donut. Feed that flesh. It's good preaching. See, we wouldn't like that. We wouldn't go to that church, would we? Jesus went to that church. <laughs> 
Jesus said, oh, that's good preaching. I'm going to go see him. Think about that. What was that T-shirt we said the other day would be a good one? Our flesh hates our church. My flesh hates my church. (laughs) There's some revelation in that. My flesh hates my church. Oh, I like that. That makes me smile. For some of you, it's too close to home. I understand. (laughs) My flesh hates my church. Doesn't that sound like a seeker-sensitive marketing? Yeah. Everybody in their flesh like, I ain't never going there. Either they're like, they're crazy. I got to go see what's happening over there. They have lost their mind. It's true. We've lost our fleshly mind, and we're moving in the mind of Christ. Because think about it. What flesh likes being crucified? And what did he tell you to do to your flesh? Daily. Crucify it. Take up your cross. Follow me. Come to me. Do it my way. Kill the flesh. My flesh, my flesh hates my church. I think I'm, we're going to have to make those. The more I think about it, the more I like it. You brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. He said, okay, since you're here, might as well tell you what to do. (laughs) While you're here, repent and bear some fruit of that repentance. Stop doing what you're doing. Start doing some other stuff and let the fruit show. Let the fruit show. He says, and then he says this, don't even start to begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. I grew up in church. Well, my daddy was a pastor. Well, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Who gives a rip if you don't have any fruit? Who cares? Well, I went to church all my life. I never missed Sunday. I got my little pen that says I never missed a Sunday. That is not fruit of repentance. That's fruit of legalism. I know you're loving this message. <laughs> and that's what he's saying to them. Well, we, our, our father is Abraham, and we are, we are children of God. He said, don't even begin to say it. Don't even start it. Well, I've gone here all my life. I remember when they built this place. Did you win somebody to Jesus today? Because that's a lot bigger than you knowing how they built this place. Did you raise up any disciples since then, 35 years ago? Have you been walking in power by now? If you saw them build this place, surely... You are laying your hands on the sick and they are recovering and being healed. See, he says, bear fruit in repentance. In other words, I have come to Jesus and now I'm doing things His way and now that thing has changed me and I have fruit to show for it. So don't just tell me you went to church all your life. I don't care. Well, I'm a part of this ministry team at this really big uh, mega church. Who cares? I don't know what they're doing. Do you have fruit? 
Does the church really have fruit? Well, we have 10,000 people. That doesn't mean anything. They can have 100,000 at a devil worship concert. That means nothing. That just means you got good marketing. Well, people are coming to the Lord. What about after that? Are they discipling themselves? Or are they leaving the church six months later? What, you know, do you have fruit? Where's the fruit? Are they growing up to the power of God? They're laying hands on the sick and they shall recover? They're speaking with new tongues? They're casting out devils? And when the devil tries to attack them, every, every attack is, comes to nothing? That's fruit. That's fruit. Mark 16. That's fruit. See, the, the issue is we, we've looked at other stuff that's not fruit of repentance. It's fruit of a, of a worldly organization, of a business. Well, we have, we have this many classes. doesn't matter. doesn't matter how many Sunday school classes you have. doesn't matter how big your offering is. doesn't matter how many people go there. Is there fruit of repentance? I have changed my life, and now it looks like Jesus. I have changed my thinking, taken his way upon me, and now it looks like Jesus. That's what we have to do. So John keeps on. Now remember what he said about John. Jesus said about John, this is the greatest man ever born of women. Watch this. He said, I tell you, don't tell me, don't even begin to say we have Abraham as our father. I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children of Abraham. Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear good fruit, godly fruit, biblical fruit, intimate fellowship, winning souls, making disciples, operating in the power of God, operating in supernatural wisdom of God, and the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, all of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22. If we're not doing that, that's not biblical fruit. It might be fruit, but it's not fruit of repentance. It's not biblical fruit. And look at what he says. If you don't have fruit, the axe is already at the root of the tree. You know, it's like this. You know if you've ever gone to cut down a tree? You don't, you don't just go out there and go, here I come tree. Woof. No, what you do is you come up to the tree and you get to the root and you take that axe. And you're like, I'm going to hit it right there. And then you draw back. Whack. Right? And then, then you do that. That looked like the most unathletic thing I think I've ever done in my life. <laughs> the point is that that, <laughs> that it's already lined up. <laughs> that axe has got you in its sights. Yeah. I don't want to be thrown into the pile of chaff, into the pile that has no fruit. I need to get serious about this having fruit stuff. I need to get serious about having some fruit. Like it doesn't need to be I just how I feel. I need to get serious about having some fruit in my life. Stop making excuses. Well, I've gone to church. Well, I've done this. Well, well, I gave a $100,000 offering. That's good, and I'm glad if the Lord led you to do that. That's not fruit. 
Fruit is this biblical fruit. That can be the fruit of a change, yes. But that in itself doesn't make you holy. That's what holiness does. It doesn't make you holy. He says, look, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. So every tree, say it with me, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Oh, joy, joy, joy. Isn't this a great message? Glory to God. Like this morning I told you how you're going to be abundant and not be average and you're going to do all these great and mighty things and this morning I'm telling you you're going to get thrown into the fire if you don't change. And I said something about a brood of vipers. Hear this. Same message. Same message. Because you don't go above average if you don't come to Jesus and do it his way. Same message. Same message. It, I'm, I'm still, this morning, what am I telling you to do? Do it Jesus' way, he'll, he's going to bless you, he's going to pour out his glory on you. What am I telling you tonight? Do it Jesus' way, you'll have fruit, he'll pour out his blessing and his glory. But if you don't see the reality of what we are to do, if you don't see that reality, then you won't be above average. You'll just be frustrated the rest of your life. And you might be surprised when you get to heaven and instead of the mansion, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not the house you thought it would be. You see what I mean? We don't want that surprise. We want to get in front of him. What do we want here? Well done. All for those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Do you know what a joy it is going to be to hear those words? That's not going to be everybody's response. I would gather to say that's not going to be everybody's response in this room. You don't believe me? Read the Bible. Many, many who say, Lord, Lord, he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Many. I believe we'll have more percentage-wise in this church than some churches do. I believe that. Because I believe we got, you know, just by my preaching, you got to love Jesus to stay here. That's on purpose. That's on purpose. you got to love Jesus. Because if you can't take, look, the axe is laid at the, fruit, at the root of the tree. You've got to have fruit. Well, you're not going to make it when the devil challenges you on Tuesday morning. You're not going to make that. If you can't hear this and take it to heart and actually change so that you can walk above average and be in the blessing, when the devil comes in on Tuesday morning and starts telling you about the friend who said something about you and was talking about this and blah, 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 whatever, you're not going to be able to forgive them. You're not going to walk like Jesus. Here's what it's going to be. Right in that moment, that friend's talking all about you, and you're going to be like, I ain't even looking in Jesus' direction because I don't want him eyeballing me. Like, come on over here. If I don't, <laughs> if I don't look at him, I won't hear what he tells me. I won't tell him no. He's over there being Jesus, doing his thing, and it's like, no, I just want to be mad. Nope. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. 
<laughs> she said, I can't help it. No, I just won't be mad. Nah, let's rephrase that. You just won't be fleshly. <laughs> Shout amen. Oh, <laughs> I don't want that. That's right. Yes. It's good preaching. Amen. <laughs> I receive that. So be that. Yeah. You see? <laughs> see, we don't want to look at Jesus. We don't. And what Jesus will say is he'll tell us, you just come over here and, and, and he's up there forgiving everybody. And you're like, they don't deserve to be forgiven. <laughs> they did wrong to me like they didn't do wrong to him. Worse. But he's still forgiven. The kid's like, no, I don't want to do it. I want to do what he's telling me to do. I don't even want to look over there. No. But see, you're, not, you're going to stay an average. You're going to stay actually less than average probably because you know what to do and now you're not doing it. That opens the door to go backwards. That opens the door to go backwards. So now you're in open rebellion. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I, I wanna, my flesh wants to say I'm sorry, and my spirit's like, y'all take this and eat it, you know? We, he's over here forgiving people, doing it his way, being Jesus, doing what he does, forgiving people just like he forgave you. He's over here forgiving people. And, and so he's saying, look, if you don't pay attention to this and have the fruit that leads to repentance, he said, you are in trouble of finding yourself being cut down and cast into the fire. He said, he's telling us this not because he wants us to have it. He's telling us this because he wants us to miss that, to step into the areas of God and be prepared. Watch, now listen, listen. I told you Jesus is about to come in and fix those things in your life. In order to have that ready, you've got to be ready to receive the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and His entrance. And His entrance sometimes is He'll come in and He'll put His finger right on that little issue that's been irritating you. Right on that little nerve. Well, Jesus, I'll do anything but this. You don't, don't ever say that if you don't want to do that. If you don't want to do that actual thing you're saying you don't want to do, don't say that. Because the moment you say that out of your heart, that's the thing that has to be corrected. <laughs> that's the discipline that's got to be corrected. Nicole thinks she'd get around this. She was like, Lord, don't ever send us to Hawaii. Don't ever send us to Hawaii. <laughs> that's not how that works. But when you say, Lord, I'll do anything, but I ain't forgiving them. Uh, Lord, I'll do anything, but I won't preach. Lord, I'll do anything, but I ain't scrubbing toilets. Well, you just created the very item he now must discipline because you've made that a God and an idol, and he loves you. He disciplines those he loves. Now, he, you can't get away from him. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It's like, when I figured that out, life got easier because I stopped saying I ain't doing this, you know. I stopped making all, all these absolute statements like I'll do anything, but I'm not doing this. I mean, just look at Nicole. She said, I ain't never talking to anybody. Now look at her. <laughs> See how it works? It's true. 
true. Verse 10, all the crowds were questioning him, saying, then what shall we do? See, this is a process. This is a part of having Jesus come in and make it easy and light, is that we make the path straight so that God can come right in and set things right. See, a lot of times we want the answer, but we don't want to come to Jesus. We don't want to do what he's asking us to do. We don't, we don't want to do that. Lord, I want you to bless me with hundreds of thousands of dollars. Jesus says, okay, fine. Then stop taking that write-off that you know is legal that, makes you, that saves you $3,000 on your taxes. But Lord, like if you can't believe me for the $3,000, you ain't getting the $100,000 increase. See, we got to do it God's way. We gotta do we gotta trust him more than we trust a little extra move of the pencil. We gotta trust him. We gotta trust him more than, you know, well, I had 8.3 hours today. Let's just make that an even 8.8 on my time clock or whatever it looks like. And you gotta trust him more than that half hour. You have to trust him more. No, Lord, I'm doing it right because I'm going to do it your way. Do you ever see Jesus like taking advantage of somebody that he would be working for? Like he taking away from them and putting extra time on his own time card? No, 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 no. That's not who he is. And so we think that we can do that and that's what's going to be our blessing. That's turned into our source. That's not the source. That's death. The wages of sin is death. You can't do that. Not, and so we want to be blessed by God. This is the entrance for Jesus as our solution, as the blessing. This is how we set up the way. Lord, I'm yours. I am yours. What you tell me to do, I'll do. What you tell me to do, I'll do. This is the entrance. They said, what shall, then what shall we uh, do? And he would answer and say to them, the man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none. Share with him. I've worked hard for my two tunics. What's a tunic, by the way? I know, I was just seeing if you knew. (laughs) The man has... (laughs) See, I, I have my own fun when I'm preaching. These things go on in my head all the time while I'm preaching, and I'm just having my own little party, and y'all don't know about I just don't voice all of them all the time. This man has two tunics, is to share with him who has none, and he who has food is to do likewise. All right, now, how many people, don't, don't raise your hand, but how, <laughs> how many people, how many people are sitting there, and why is that thing going in and out on darkness? It's the TV? Okay, that's good. I was like, it went really dim, then it got bright again. I was like, what in the world? All right, so why? think about this. How many people, don't raise your hand, how many people would actually like share what you have with somebody that doesn't have it? Don't raise your hand, but how many people would do that, right? Well, what if it's that same person that God wants you to forgive? That was rude, wasn't it? Like, I was a total setup. <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, that's good. And they like, ooh. 
What if it's that one person? Because now, in order to give to them, you've got to forgive them. Yeah. See, now he's in our business, and what is he trying to do? He's trying to make the path straight so he can come in and be your supernatural solution. He's trying to get us to the place where we're lined up where he is, and we can be met by the blessing. Be met by the blessing. When, I think it was Creflo one time had a story. I, I think it was him. It could have been somebody else. But it was a minister, and uh, they had somebody that was in their team. And they were in the safe, stealing people's seed money. It's a bad, bad place to be, by the way. Take Judas for your example for that, biblically. They're stealing the seed money, found out about it, and I'm talking about over six figures in there, right? I remember that part. Not good. Say it with me. Not good. <laughs> One more time. Not good. And then the minister found out. I'm pretty sure. Was, I believe this was Creflo. You, if you, anyway, he found out about it. Well, he weren't happy. He was not happy. Not happy at all. And the Lord said, the Lord said, I want you to forgive him. It's like, mm. he said, and, and, he said, and, I want you to write him a check for the exact amount that he has stolen and give it to him over and above what he stole. I think it was like $106,000 and change. He said, I want you to make it for the exact amount and give it to him. And so, because if you can get your heart right to give to him, you can forgive him. Now, let me ask you a question. Was the Lord trying to get that man money or was he trying to get his heart right? Why? See, the $106,000, it seems like it's a, lot, it's a lot to us. But to God, it's nothing. It's nothing to the Lord. The issue is, if he didn't get his heart right, even if the guy was at fault for stealing it and taking it and all that stuff, the minister doesn't get his heart right, the flow stops. So he had to get his heart right so that the road would be straight so that Jesus could come in and still be the solution and be the provider. He said he did that, he forgave him, he did that, and sure enough, everything got handled, everything was fine. Everything was good. It all worked out. But see, that's where we've got to look and we've got to come to Jesus and do it his way, no matter what we think or what we feel. And that's how the blessing works. Because we start walk, operating with Jesus, in the place of Jesus, doing the things of Jesus, and we have then the provision of Jesus. We have the provision. It says, what shall we do? Share his tunics. He who has food is to do likewise. And some tax collectors also came to be baptized. You know that was a move of God. And they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what you have been ordered to. Some soldiers, because the tax collectors would say, Yeah, bring me your taxes, but then they would charge more, and they were allowed to do that, and they were cheating the people. So the tax collectors say, Hey, you owe Caesar 10%, and you've got to give me five. And they were only supposed to take two. 
But they'd take five and they wouldn't get in trouble because that's the way it was set up. And so they were basically taking extra money from the people all the time. That's why people hated them. That's why when Zacchaeus got up in the tree and, and Jesus went to his house that day, all of a sudden you saw everybody was upset because he was, he was having dinner with sinners, tax collectors and sinners, because they were cheating the people. But then in the middle of the dinner, he, the repentance, the goodness of God caused him to change. He said, I'm going to repay back everything that I've taken wrong plus this amount, I'm going to pay it back. He said, salvation has come to this house today. This sinner came to Jesus when many at the church won't. That sinner came, and that sinner had salvation that day, the beginning of the prosperity of heaven in his house that day. Because he was willing to come to Jesus and do it his way. See, if he's Lord, he's the director. We do all of that stuff. He says this, And some tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what you've been ordered to. Some soldiers were questioning him, saying, And what about us? What shall we do? And he said to them, Do not take money from anyone by force or accuse anyone falsely falsely, and be content with your wages. <sighs> You're asking a lot, Jesus. Not really, because, see, the issue is, if we line up with God, the blessing of heaven starts flowing. But when we try to be our own source and, like, you know, finagle our way into a promotion, try to worm our way around to get a contract that we really don't deserve to get or lie, cheat, and steal to get that thing. Well, it's just a little white lie. And then what we're doing is we're making that our source, which means God can't be our source in that. So God wants to set up so that heaven has a flow into our lives and nothing can stop it. See, that's the key. That not only does the flow start, it never stops. God wants to set our lives up so that the blessings, the supernatural blessings of God will start flowing and never stop. It'll just be just overflowing constantly, a never-ending supply, just like what he says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's a picture of the ways and the will of God in every area, life, overflowing, joy, overflowing, finances, overflowing. How many people want that? Yeah. Yay! How I get the road straight and clear. <laughs> That's the way it goes. You can't have the overflow without clearing the road. You can't have the overflow without straightening the road. It doesn't work like that because you'll start to get in the flow. How many, don't raise your hand. How many of us have started to get in the flow and it's like, oh, this is awesome. God, you're great. Glory to God. And then all of a sudden we didn't straighten the road. We didn't clear the road. And it's like, bam, right in the brick wall. I thought I was doing this Jesus thing. It was going to be easy. It is easy when you go to him and do it his way. Guess how I learned that? Smashed face many times. Me. 
Whoo, this is awesome. God's so good. Well, like, you know, y'all have never done it. I know y'all are holy. I'm just telling you so you can help your neighbors. Y'all, y'all never experienced it. Oh, glory to God. I'm, I just prayed for somebody and they got healed. <laughs> well, well, why? Because I didn't take time to straighten the road. The gift will make room for you, but character will keep you in the room. God gave you a gift in Jesus. It made room for you, but now utilize the Holy Ghost to keep the path clear. That way you can start running for Jesus and you don't have to stop. And you don't come to abrupt stops. You can start running and you'll get in the flow and you'll stay in the flow. That's where God wants us to be. Years ago, right about the time we started the church, he said this, I'm looking for people who will do the right things for long periods of time. I'm looking for people who will do the right things, Jesus things, for long periods of time. And why is he wanting that? Because he wants us to get into the flow and for it never to stop flowing. Never stop flowing. But see, if we've got a lot of spiritual garbage in there, it'll dam up the flow. But if we'll, be, if we'll be diligent to keep working and getting that spiritual garbage, and when the flow of your life down comes, you know, here comes all the blessings, it's awesome, life-giving water, but then all of a sudden there's this little thing, unforgiveness comes floating down the stream of your life. Oh, i got to deal with that, get it out of the way. You don't deal with it, it dams up the flow. And then we blame it on Jesus. Well, Jesus, I tried doing it your way. I went to church for six months and, and it just isn't working in my pocketbook anymore. You know, and if, if we're humble, Jesus, we'd hear him, but if we're not humble, we won't hear this. If we're humble, he'd say, well, what happened when I told you to forgive them? What happened when I told you to stop cheating that? What happened? Oh, well, well, well. What happened was... What had happened was, you see, see, Jesus is like this. It, well, well, Jesus, this world is hard. Jesus is like, I know I live there. They killed me. I'm well aware. You were saying? <laughs> Jesus is getting our business. And we need him in our business. Because the more he's in our business, the more we'll keep that flow going. And it'll pick up speed. You know, a good flow of water can take a mountain out. Just a deluge of rain. They have a big flooding rain. It'll wipe out the side of a mountain. That mountain will take out houses and everything else. Imagine if all that wasn't destruction, it, but it may be destruction to your poverty, to your lack. Imagine if it was a flood of his blessing. What could it do? 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 See, what we're saying is, I'm not just asking you to say, Amen, God wants to increase me. Woo! Glory. I'm not just asking you to do that. I'm asking you to say, let's get that going, and then let's never have it stop. Let's get that going, and let me, let me show you how to keep the path clear. Verse 15, oh man, 
What did he say about John? He said, this was the greatest man born of women. Luke 3.16, we're going to get to it in a second, but look at this. What did he say about John the Baptist? Greatest man born of women. This is what Jesus said. Was he lying? Oh, no. He said, but the one in the kingdom, the least, is greater than he. And John's preparing the way for Jesus. Are we preparing the way for Jesus to flow in our lives and not stop so that we can walk above average and not be held back? We can, we can fulfill our destiny and we can move into it and, and not have the devil tear it from us. See, it's not the devil really that's tearing it from us. It's us listening to the devil that's the issue. Us listening to the flesh. Then verse 15. Now while the people were in a state of expectation. Do I have any people in expectation here tonight? Let me tell you, there's a Savior coming into your life right now. There's a Savior. There's an anointed one coming into your life, coming into your finances, coming into your health right now. There's a Savior coming into your favor right now. There's a Savior coming into your hands, healing hands. Look at them. These are healing hands. There's a Savior coming in with a supernatural power and a supernatural anointing. Do I have any people in expectation tonight? There's a Savior coming in. He says, now while the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering in their hearts about John. Man, is this John who it is? Oh no, John's just the messenger. John was awesome. John was great. John called down kings. God called, John called down Pharisees. John called down the guards and the task, tax collectors. And all the people were like, yeah, stick it to them, John. But he also stuck it to that sin. But they thought, man, this guy's a good preacher. Even Jesus said, this is the greatest man born of women. While they were all in expectation, wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ. Verse 16. John answered and said to them all, as for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming. But one is coming. One is coming. I've helped you prepare the way. But all I've done is help straighten out the path. I've helped you get the stuff right. So that when the anointed one comes in and he starts working in your life and bringing a flow in, the road straight, the path is clear, and it's smooth running. It's smooth sailing for that anointing to come and flow. As for me, I baptize you with water. It's the baptism of repentance. It's saying, Lord, I'm changing. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. It's a repentance. It's a fruit of repentance. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. You're my Lord. You're the director of my life. I follow your direction. And I repent from that old way. I won't go back to it. I'll have no part with it. And, and all of a sudden what happens is, when we do that, the path is made clear for Jesus, the Savior, the anointed Messiah, and His anointing to step right on in. How many people are ready for the entrance of an anointed one in your life? You're ready for an anointing in your finances. Ready for an anointing to be in your life. An anointing to be in your hands. An anointing to be in your mind. You're ready for it because you prepare. You made it in your heart. Now I want you to see this. Hear me. Hear me. You might have walked in today. 
You might have walked into this service tonight, not even this morning, tonight, and you had stuff in your heart, and you were sitting there and you were saying, look, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I like doing this. My flesh likes doing this, and, and I ain't got no plans to change. But all of a sudden, you heard a foolish preaching in the flesh. Does it make sense? I mean, he said, called us a brood of vipers, and I still sat in the chair. I don't know why I sat there. And you heard that kind of preaching, and you came in with an unrepentant heart, but in the middle of preaching, you heard, wait a minute, I have a responsibility to make a path straight, to clear the way. I got a responsibility. Lord, I repent. I'll take that baptism of water. I'll take that repentance right now, and I'm making the way. See, you may have walked in with sin present in your life, but in this moment, when you turn to God in repentance, Jesus, you are my Lord. Whatever, whatever, say it with me, whatever you tell me to do, I will do. You baptize yourself with a heart of repentance. That right now, all the stuff that leads up to that moment, if you really mean that with your heart and you really choose that with your heart and you don't doubt, you, you set the path straight right now. Even if you walked in an hour ago with all the junk, you just took the path and went, yanked all the curves out of it. You pushed all the junk out of the way and said, this is who I am, this is who I will be. Jesus is my Lord and He's enough for me. He's enough. And all of a sudden, you step into it, and now you're ready for the entrance of a Savior. You're ready for an entrance of the anointing in your health. You're ready for an entrance of the anointing in your finances. You're ready for an entrance of the anointing in the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of fire. You're ready, but it takes, we got to get that road ready. we got to get it straight. John answered, as for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I. How much mightier? John the Baptist said this. Jesus said about John the Baptist, he's the greatest born of women. But John the Baptist said this about Jesus. This one's mightier than I. I am not I'll put it in today's English. I'm not even fit to untie the thong of his sandals when he needs his shoes taken off. I'm not even worthy to unlace them. I'm not even worthy to unlace them. And he, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He'll baptize you with the power and the consuming fire of God. I'll lead you to repentance. He'll fill you up. I'll lead you to make that road straight. He will fill you with something supernatural. He's the supernatural Savior, the supernatural Messiah, the supernatural solution, the supernatural power. This is the Christ. I'm not even worthy. Jesus said he's the greatest born of women and the greatest born of women had revelation from God. I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoes.
because Jesus was that high. From Adam to John the Baptist, the greatest man born of women said, I'm not even worthy to take his shoes off. I'm not even worthy of it. That's how great this Savior and Messiah is. Why? Because he was the supernatural one. He was the anointed Messiah. He was the one that would bring a supernatural solution. It's Jesus. Who did you come to see tonight? Who did you come to worship? It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I need you, Lord. I need you in my life. I can't do life without you. I'm done without you. I need you. I need a supernatural Savior. I need you in my life. Play the overflow song. I need you, Lord, in my life. Now go back to Matthew and chapter 11. You don't turn there, but just listen. And Jesus says, everybody's tried to do it on their own up until this point. He said, but now, he said, they've tried to take it by force. But he said, if you'll just come to me, if you'll just come to me, do it my way. Take my yoke on you. I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. Learn from me and your way will be easy and light. Your way will be easy and light. We just got to do it his way. Lord, I'm doing it your way. How many people do I have in here tonight that says, Lord, I need supernatural solutions. I need healing. I need supernatural finances. Turn it up a little bit. I need you in my life. I can't do this without you. I need you in my life. Watch this. Down just a little bit. Lord, I need you in my life. He said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. What was he saying? You got to become one with me. What I think, you think. What I do, you do. What I say, you say. You got to become so one with me that if I breathe out the left side of my nose, you breathe out the left side of your nose. You got to become so one with him that if he moves a little bit this way, you move a little bit that way. If he moves a little bit this way, you move a little bit that way. I'm so one with Jesus. Whatever he's doing, I'm doing because I love him. Lord, I got to have you. I prepared the way. I made the road straight. I've gotten the trash out of the way and I will keep it out of the way. But Lord, I need your supernatural Holy Ghost. I need your supernatural fire. I need a Savior. I need a supernatural one. I need to partake of the body and the blood of Christ. I need to make my body His body. I need to be His hands and His feet. I need to become one with Him. When I partake of that bread, I'm taking of Him. I'm saying, Lord, I'll do things Your way. I'll take Your actions. When I partake of His blood, I'm saying, just like You gave Your life to me, I give my life to You. Lord, I need you in my life. I need you. Now let me just tell you, not everybody could hear this. Not everybody could take that saying because it was a hard saying. It took something from your flesh. 
Lord, if I'm going to be your body, that means I don't get to do the things I want to do anymore in my flesh. Right. Right. I'm changing that. Lord, if I give you my life, that means I might not have the, get to fulfill the plans my flesh wanted to fulfill. Right. Exactly. But will it be worth it? Oh, when God asks you to do something, it is grounds for increase. It is, a, it is the trampoline of heaven to take you up to higher levels. What was that, what was that game where they kept trying to jump and jump and you'd move the little thing and the ball would bounce one level to the next? What was that game? You remember? I don't know. It's a little game on the phone. I saw it as I was preaching. Was little, what is it? Huh? I don't think so. Huh? Yeah, doodle jump. That was it. All y'all know what that is, right? Yeah, I thought so. It was this game, and it had these little platforms, and each platform was like a trampoline. And all of a sudden, you took this ball, and you just moved the little ball back and forth, and it'd jump on one level and jump, and you'd try to see how high you could go, how high you could go. I see the Lord doing that in your life, that as you partake with Him, yes, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you some things your flesh wanted in corruption, but it's going to take you to the places that God had prepared, the rewards of God, the eternal things of God, the blessing of God. Let me just say this, even if it did none of that, it'll take you to this. Well done, good and faithful servant. How many people want that? Then we got to go after it His way. We got to make His life our life. We got to make His body. I got to be His hands and feet. I got to do that. I've got to forgive when He tells me to forgive. I've got to give when He tells me to give. I've, I've got to give my time when he tells to give my time. I've got to be all in. The time for lukewarm is over. The time. Do you get that in you? Say it with me. Say, my time for lukewarm is over. Now, now close your eyes. Get that in your heart and shout it again out of your heart. My time for lukewarm is over. My time for lukewarm is over. I'm going up to heavenly heights. I'm going up. I'm increasing. I have the favor of God. I'll get everything out of the way. Lord, I receive your promotion and your grace to take me higher. In Jesus' name. You can get your communion elements ready and prepared. Lord, as I take this tonight, I'm giving you my life. I mean it. I repent. I change. I'm never going back to living by the flesh again. I'm living for you. I'll tell the flesh no, and I'll tell you yes. Today is my day for increase. Today, I'm going after you. As I take this, I'm making a commitment with my heart. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of my life. I'm never going back. I won't be lukewarm. I'll be on fire for you from this day forward. Lord, I believe you died for me. I believe 
that God raised you back to life. And I receive that supernatural resurrection power in my life to be there forever in Jesus' name. It'll heal me. It'll deliver me. It'll protect me. It'll seal me. Lord, I receive your power in Jesus' name. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. you're the Lord of my life. And I believe you died for me. And tonight, I change whatever needs to change to stay with you and walk with you for eternity in Jesus' name. Amen. When you feel like it, you may take the elements, the body and the blood. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your supernatural power. And even as you're taking those, you're taking part with Jesus. You're going to, some of you are even going to sense the supernatural Jesus, supernatural Savior. He's got entrance into your life. Things are being healed even now, even before I lay hands on you. Things are being healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. This walk needs to be filled up by the Holy Ghost. If you want to be filled and overflowing, didn't He say, didn't the Holy Ghost make the promise through John the Baptist? He, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. If you want a fresh infilling of that Holy Ghost and fire in your life, if you want a fresh baptism of that Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues, moving in the supernatural anointing and power of God, I, I tell you, come up here right now in Jesus' name. God's going to help you. God's going to save you. God's going to fill you. God's going to overflow you. And if you come up here, I'm expecting you want a baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you need healing in your body, you need provision in you, you want that supernatural help, you're not looking to me, you're looking to Jesus. If that's you, you need Jesus. You need a Savior. If that's you, I receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Supernatural help be now in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Put your hands on your belly. Say, Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now that Holy Spirit's filling you up right now. Do you feel it? Just pray with me in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying. Keep praying. In Jesus' name. 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 In Jesus name. Oh, let them go. Easy.
In Jesus' name. Oh, glory. In Jesus' name. You remember those times when the Holy Ghost and that wine came in? Not the new wine, but it's like this now. And all of a sudden, that, that hits you. Woo! <laughs> You remember that? Oh, hey, hot so did an okadabosi. Yeah, I thought you remembered it. He's just reminding you. Who got my head? Oh, so what's a dorosi? So ridiculous. In Jesus' name. Who? In Jesus' name. Who? In Jesus' name. Fire of God. Say, Jesus, I ask you, fill me, overflow me with the Holy Ghost and fire. In the name of Jesus, I receive it. Shukane, Kodamoso, Mana Hobarini, yeah, that anointing. Su, hoo, so ho, ho, so tonodo, Sudanica, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Hamalomba, ha, 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 in Jesus' name. Hey! Who's if I can raise your hands? Fresh infill in Jesus' name. So hot and accountable. See below to the soul that economy. Yay! Pray in the Holy Ghost. So tanana my soul. Stir up that gift in Jesus' name. Name. Who can he hollow? But in any caramel. Ah, we just need Jesus. That's it. That's it. Lord, I just need you. I need you. I need supernatural Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, I ask you for your help right now. And I have it. I take it. Say, Lord, I take your help. In Jesus' name. Okay. <laughs> From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. What's going on in you? Hey, joy of the Lord. Be <laughs> Oh, fill them up and overflow them. You think he's doing this stuff for no reason? Oh, no, he's taking you some places. He wants you to go fast. It's been long enough. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to flow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're going. Time to straighten out the road. 
keep it straight, keep it clear, <laughs> doing all that stuff he'll tell you to do. Just do it, watch, Woo! in Jesus' name. Bonamosa. <laughs> Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we receive that joy in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Supernatural help. Supernatural strength in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Amen. Amen. Woo. In Jesus' name, body, be well now. In Jesus' name, every pain be removed. Things line up now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Ho ho Fredericadene, ho Savannah, Vansivi, Onto Conobus, Labos Nunco Ravi, Colomosa, Bombala, Coso, Bombomo Colomosti, Owl, Ede, So, Rankino also, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Sanana, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> He's got it all worked out. <laughs> you got that this morning, did you? <laughs> yeah, just walk in it now. Thank you, Lord. Things starting to happen. Things starting to happen. In Jesus' name. Hello. Hello. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Life, love of God. In the name of Jesus. By His blood and His grace be in Jesus' name. Put your hand there on your belly again. In Jesus' name. Anointing of God be from the first breath in Jesus' name. Yeah, anointing be an overflow. Thank you, Father. Hey, yeah, take hope, take hope, take hope. I hear him yelling, take hope. Take hope. Take it. In Jesus' name. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Father. Put your hand here on your heart. Both hands. Be healed in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I take my healing. I take it. I take it. I take complete restoration and a brand new one in Jesus' name. Let it be healed now. Yeah, you got it. You got it now. It'll feel different. It'll look different. You'll even think different. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. You made a path. You made the way straight. The supernatural Savior is coming in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Halo Koronoso. Ooh, Freddie Kane. Say, Bolo Ko. Shh. 
Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, glory. Now the muscle. Se vevem con the mama lo parabosba, Brahma su kusufre, who blend calo, ban con mese, hara than the otsava, bin costo to doma to Romania, yet any costa calalosamo. I'm telling you, it's time for prayers to be answered. You're going to start praying prayers. You'll clasp these hands together. You'll come before the Lord, and heaven will move at your prayers. Heaven will move at your prayers in Jesus' name. Heaven will move at your prayers. You stand faithful, you stand humble, you stand hungry, and stay ready in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ho 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 in Jesus, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Say it now. Say, Lord, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name. And I receive it. I have it. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the fire of God. I need your power. I need your supernatural. And I receive it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Donda la lumba do conamoso, mene me go tanamoso. Nini go sabato no totsas Roma, yandico, andico matadi. So don't name me conoba, yere de calamosi. What a blessing. What a blessing. In Jesus' name. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You receive? Yeah, say I receive. <laughs> I take it. I have it. Thank you, Lord. Whew, you receive. Oh, good. Amen. More, more, more. Yeah, thank you, Lord, for completing the work. Oh, glory in Jesus' name. Dynamo anointing be now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> thank you, Lord. What'd you come up from? More of God. Amen. Raise your hands. Lord, I ask you to walk in more of you in Jesus' name. And I receive it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Doing it his way. <laughs> Got to do it his way. It don't work that other way. It feels good sometimes, but to our flesh, but you got to do it his way. <laughs> You're doing it in Jesus' name <laughs> and empowered by him. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Miracles. <laughs> Say, Lord, I ask you, and I receive it in Jesus' name. Opening in the name of Jesus, filler and overflower. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, Marky. You're walking from way back. Like the back of the sanctuary took you a while. <laughs> Say, I receive. You paid a price for it. You might as well. Jesus' <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, that felt good. <laughs> oh, gracious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord, for your joy. Am I missing anybody? I think I'm good. Did you receive tonight? Amen. Are you ready to have the blessing and stay there? Stop hitting the brick wall? Anybody tired of having the flat face? Yeah, bloody nose in the spirit. You, you ready to get there and stay there? Amen? How many people are going to do it? Shout amen. That's one you say amen to. <laughs> amen? Amen. 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 No more. <laughs> stay in there. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Has it been a good Holy Ghost weekend? Man, it's been something else. Praise God. I'm probably supposed to turn this over to somebody. Who's doing it? All right, do it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that we have your joy, that in your presence is fullness of joy when we do things your way. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen. Amen.